Dear Mr. Narcissistic, at 37 years old, I'm relearning myself. I have been through just as much as probably most people in my life. But when it comes to men, that's what scares me the most in this world. You know, I don't let people in because um, it's easier for them not to walk away. When you don't have anyone there, there's no one to leave you. And I remember yes, uh, the other day watching this movie and uh, the girl saying, if you don't let people in, you don't have to worry about people leaving you. And that's a big thing for me. I normally will let people in sometimes, but I'll keep them at a certain length. So if they walk away, it doesn't bother me. When I was born, when I was a little girl, I would get so excited to see my dad. So excited. That all I wanted was to see him. Was to be in his... In his just... Just in his space, you know, and never happened that way. We would go and visit my dad, and my dad would be busy doing other things. So I'd be left with his wife or my stepsisters. And my father never really cared. I can remember on occasion him taking us to whatever woman he was cheating on his wife with at the time and seeing him do things like shoot up and get high or the parties that he would throw in the quote-unquote basement if you're from jersey you know what i mean basements were finished basements where you could have living space or anything like that my dad had his downstairs and his was for partying And I remember as a little girl creeping down the stairs, listening to the old vinyls that he would play while him and his friends cut up. And I'd go and get to dancing, and my dad would be like, look at my baby girl, look at her dance. And that's all I wanted. But he was high and drunk. And wasn't really just showing out for his friends. The next day, pretty much would go back to being ignored. And I have an older sister, and she was never the older sister. I always got to step up and be the one to protect her and take care of her. And when I started getting a little bit older, I started cooking and, of course, cleaning. And I'd be up every Saturday morning from 8 or 9 in the morning cleaning the house by myself because mom would be at work Tiffany would be asleep and I would do it all on my own and then I'd get done about 2 or 3 and it was funny I was talking to someone the other day and I was telling you know that I was popular which I was I was semi-popular I wouldn't say I was like popular popular but semi-popular and I used to get invited to parties and different things like that The one thing I didn't tell him is I never went. 
I didn't go because, yeah, I'd have to take my sister. But that wasn't it. I didn't go because I could be standing in a room full of people talking to me and laughing and joking and feel completely and utterly alone. I don't know why. I just did. So, anywho. So, there was a couple boys that, you know, would like me or whatever and stuff. But, once again, I never would let anyone close enough. Until I met my husband. I was 17, I think. Going on 18 when I met him. I remember, God, I feel like it was just yesterday. He had these braids sticking out of his head like Coolio. (laughs) And I thought he was the corniest guy I've ever met. And then we stayed up talking our first night. We talked and talked and talked to the hour. I mean, to the wee hours. And it was amazing. He listened. No judgment, no nothing, just listened and we connected, we vibed. We were inseparable from there on. And then the fighting started and the, you know, if I wore too short of a dress, why is that dress so short? I could see it, but da 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 da, you know, and stuff. And I don't know, like, I started gaining weight like crazy and you know I couldn't move without him and then we would break up and then we'd get back together and then we would break up and we'd get back together and then we'd break up and we'd get back together and it was a it was it was a cycle and it's sad because at 37 I've only had one one man in my life. One man. And I know that I'm difficult. <laughs> I know I'm difficult. And I know I have a bit of a smart mouth. Okay, I have a smart mouth. But it's only to protect myself. Because who else is going to protect me? I don't have family. I don't have anyone to really be there for me or anything like that. I don't have the things that most people do. All I've ever seen is the things my mother would go through. The fights that she would be in. The in and out of the... I mean, I wouldn't say relationships because... My mother's actually only had two, well, three if you count my father, but mostly by the time I can remember, my mom and my dad weren't together anymore when I I was growing up. My dad left when I was like two or three, I think, maybe three, but I don't recall my mom and my dad together. I remember my stepfather, and then... That was that was years of that. And going to hotels because he would fight with her and and everything and stuff and 
watching her be pushed behind doors as he slams a door on her. I have scars. I have tribulations. Some I've healed from. Some I haven't. So, when I met Aaron, it was like, It was like someone finally loved me. This is hard. (laughs) This is hard because I know a lot of my listeners and I know a lot of you guys are going to listen to this. So I want to be as vulnerable as I can. But when I met Aaron, I thought this was it. He's not going to hurt me. He's going to love me like crazy. And he's going to take care of my heart is what I thought. But like I said, I didn't realize abuse comes in so many different forms. Physical, mental. And Aaron would beat me in my head all the time. All the little lies and the, we're going to do this and we're going to be this and we're going to be great together. And I stopped hanging with my friends and started staying home and beefing with some of my best friends that I've been friends with since 6th, 5th, 6th, 7th grade, 10th grade. You know, people that I've known for years who didn't like them, who saw what I couldn't see. A user. Person that hit the fucking jackpot and knew it. He didn't work when we first started dating. He didn't work for years. Five years into the relationship, he had one job that he never made it to. He, um... If I go somewhere, where are you going? Who you going with? So I started hanging really thick with his family. And he never, you know, if we went to the club or something and I danced, because he knows I'm a bit of a flirt sometimes. So if I went to the club with him or whatever and started dancing with other guys, he never got mad. Never. Not once. But it wasn't, but he always knew, you know. He always knew that. I wouldn't give another guy a second look. My eyes were, my eyes, my heart, my everything was Aaron. Even got a tattooed on my arm. I got my tattoo, I think, beforehand. No, but he got his before me. Yes, his name is tattooed on my arm. And I know a lot of people go, well, how long have you guys been not have not been together? We haven't been together in years. We moved um Well, let me let me step back a little because I'm jumping a little ahead of the gun here, but Anywho, so Aaron and I, you know, 
We were off and on normal stuff, and then he asked me to marry him. And he was working by then. He was working uh, as a uh, as a cook, which he loved. So he was excited about that, and he loved his job. He was good at it too. They loved him, and he asked me to marry him, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, "What?" And I'm like, "Of course, yes." No ring. I ordered our wedding rings at one of my favorite little jewelers. And um, we got married the 5th of October, my mom's birthday. My aunt came down, came up from up to Trenton to see us. And everybody was, I mean, not everybody was there. It was a handful of people that was there. The people that I wanted there didn't show. My best friend Anthony, who was like my brother, who was the person who wiped my tears many of the times because of Heron. Who knows what I've gone through. The depression, the anxiety, He knew it all. But he wasn't there for me. Aaron's cousin even showed up. The cousin he was the closest with. She came in sweat clothes. (laughs) And she only showed up because she wanted to know if it was real. If we were really doing this thing. (laughs) God. That's crazy. You know, it's funny because I I think back of the men in my life, the men that I was supposed to trust, the men that I was supposed to give my all to. And I remember how much each one hurt me from my dad who never gave a damn about me or my sister. And that went on for years. And I finally cut my dad out of my life altogether. I remember cussing him out. And my mom was like, okay, so what we're not going to do is cuss. But she was like, I get it. I understand it. But don't let me hear you use that language again. Fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, my stepfather, who I thought would love my sister and I and take care of us hurt us and I went to protecting my sister angry so fucking angry at what he did to us what he did to my sister and it broke something in both of us Mostly my sister. And even though I was there and protected her, it still didn't change our relationship, the outcome, the end result of what would happen to us. So another person I loved
didn't love me back. And I tried years, years to sustain my, my relationship with my sister. But she never cared. So, I have this uh, thing called polycystic ovarian syndrome. POC, PCOS, PCOS. I didn't know what it was when I was little. Nobody knew what it was. Even when I was diagnosed years and years, years, years later, nobody knew what it was. So I've always had like irregular periods. I got my period when I was in like third grade, I think. Yeah, third grade actually. And um, when I got a little bit older, the bleeding would get so bad. Oh my God, it would get so bad that I had been in and out of the hospital. My first stint was uh, junior year going into my senior year and let me tell you something I had every senior class I wanted I had it all I had my writing class my journalism class like I had every English class I could get into my senior year was gonna be lit full of writing and I was so excited and then God had his plans and I about bled to death over the summer I could barely walk I was dragging myself because I was bleeding so bad. I had been bleeding for almost two months. Made it to Robert Wood Johnson Hospital. My mom took me in and they gave me um, blood transfusions because I had lost so much blood. And they said if I had never came in, it wouldn't be more than, I don't know, a month, maybe two, before I would, I've lost too much blood that I could have died if I would have never came in. So I stayed in the hospital for a little over a week, but the recovery was forever. I was so weak <laughs> and weak and weak and weak and weak and weak and weak. And I just kept, uh, getting better and taking my time so I wasn't going to school and stuff I had to either repeat my senior year or drop out so I dropped out came a high school drop out and that was never my goal I wanted it all I wanted the graduation I wanted to go to NYU I wanted to write and sing And I found myself. Nobody else did it. I did it to myself. Because I should have been strong enough to continue to go to school. Or at least repeat my senior year. So that I could walk down. One year wouldn't have hurt. Because I lost a year anyway. So it was another year doing what I love to do. Starting a little bit later. Well, to make a long story short. After that, I uh, was right when I met Aaron. And that's, you know, when that life started. And I had been in and out of the hospital when Aaron and I was together in the beginning of the years. And had two more blood transfusions after, uh, I don't know, my early 20s. And stuff, so 
And then I finally got diagnosed with PCOS. It was also a pre-diabetic condition. So I've always had this beautiful, lush hair that, man, let me tell you something. (laughs) You can say whatever you want about me, but don't come from my hair. (laughs) was the best feature I had, or at least back then. And over the years, it started to thin. Not as curly as it used to be. Took forever to start growing it back out. And I broke down. I remember breaking down with with Aaron just crying because I didn't feel beautiful anymore. I was like, my hair's falling out. It's thinning. It's not as thick and beautiful as it used to be. And he would just laugh at me and tell me how beautiful I was. Mind you, I was over 300 pounds. How could I be beautiful? But he wouldn't tell me. He would just let the lifestyle go on the way that it was. So when we split, when I finally had the strength to walk away, which I still haven't gotten my divorce. Don't judgment. No judgment, please. Thank you. Um, That was a big step for me. It took me over 10 years to walk away from this man. And then he tried to rape me. You never know what goes on in somebody else's eyes. We haven't been man and wife in a long time. A long time. Since 2006 was the last time we were really husband and wife. 2007, he had a girlfriend and everything. We haven't been together. My son was a fluke. I waited forever for that little boy. I always told Aaron, I don't want no girls. Give me a boy. Give me a dark-skinned, little nappy-headed little boy. (laughs) Make him the color of cocoa. With hair so fine and curly. Little wisp of hair. And bright eyes. I got my little munchkin. And I waited a lifetime for that little boy. And people always want to say, it's so... You never talk bad about his father to him. You never you never do this. And I said to them, why would I? I love Darren. He hurt me over and over and over. It was a sick cycle with him. But I loved him. And because of that love, whether we were together or not, God blessed me with the most precious thing in my life, my son. So where does that leave me? Five years of no dating or so? Sex, forget it. And... I met one guy, and we're still friends now. I mean, we're just friends. I think he finally figured that out when I saw him a couple weeks ago, that it's always and will always forever be just a friendship. He needs to truly understand that. But what came after him 
was a person I pray every day to God to help me move past. So I met some young boy who has done a number on me. And I on him, I think. But he'll never admit it. Hell, I think the only thing he'll admit is that he doesn't want me. And I know you guys are like, are we talking about this guy again? I know, we've mentioned him in the previous thing. But I realized that I've never met a narcissistic person before. Maybe I have, but I guess my dealing with it was different than maybe somebody else's dealings. And at the end of the day, you know, the sad part is is that seeing someone you care about, someone that I've grown to fall in love with, you know, thousands and thousands of conversations and man hours clocked. I've exposed my some of my past to him. And yet he still finds a way to almost hate me in a way. And that's the only way I can describe it because he wants to talk about something that happened a year ago. So a year ago, I got chlamydia. I don't know who gave it to me. I wasn't sleeping with that many people. I was sleeping with him. And before him was a guy named Louie. And I was tested after Louie. Everything came back clean. But I still ended up with it. So the only person I could think was... And I forgot about this guy because we didn't sleep together. He had been bugging me. And I finally let him come over and go down on me. And that was it. That's the only thing I can think of. But I was honest. And I was honest with, with Dante. And I told him. Of course, I blamed him because I couldn't think of who else I had gotten it from. And instead of us talking about it or conversating or him going, Trina, I, I don't know where you got it, babe, but it wasn't me. And us just, you know, hashing it out like two adults. He blocked me. He called me names and this, this, and this. And he blocked me. And that hurt. Like, he always blocks me. Off and on blocks me for whatever reason, for whatever childish moment he's going through at that time. That he would block me, but it was so stupid. But this was a true block. Like, a true fuck you. A real, I don't give a fuck about you, bitch. Bye. And then it was funny because then after that, I spent most of my summer begging to have him back in my life. Crying, sending him, you know, voicemails. And, you know, I've got so many different numbers and stuff. Uh, But at the end of the day, it didn't change anything. So by August, I thought we could be friends, but then it was still a problem. September, still a problem, so I stopped talking to him. I said, fuck it. Fuck it. I'm done. 
So December rolls around and it was my birthday. And I spent my birthday with him getting a tattoo and having dinner and fucking. <laughs> um, so I missed him. Because not for nothing, regardless of where we stood as far as... And we were never officially together, honestly. But we were... I mean, God, we talked every day, I think. Text messages, phone calls, almost every single day. I mean, it was ridiculous. We would talk for three, four, five, six, seven hours. I remember New Year's Eve... We started talking and we talked from New Year's Eve through New Year's all the way to like about six, seven o'clock that morning on New Year's Day. And we talked about everything. He sent me pictures of when he was little, his motorcycles, like, well, his dirt bike, I guess. I sent him stuff. Like, we connected in a way I hadn't connected with anybody since Aaron. But I can't let him go. Like, so anyway, I, uh, he got nasty with me and and talked shit to me after my birthday. Told me on my birthday about a baby that he had, which was funny because in January of earlier that year, him and I had talked about having a baby together. But then everything changed. Because I made a mistake. And I said to him, I said, do you not realize how... You know the crazy thing is... And people are so stupid sometimes, I swear. You know... The crazy thing is this, right? I was honest with him about what I had. I didn't lie to him. I didn't hide it. I could have. I honestly could have just hit it. Never said one fucking word about it. He wasn't accusing me. He wasn't coming at my forehead. He wasn't saying he had tested positive for anything. But that's not the person I am. I wanted to be honest with him. And be 100 with him and told him, this is what happened. It had to be you. It had to be. Who else could have gotten it from? And I knew I hadn't been with anybody, but I forgot about the bouncer guy who I was talking to. I forgot about him. And then I had a threesome. But I, but we were very safe and protective with that threesome. I mean, they're trust and believe. They, one of the first things we talked about was, are you clean? We're very clean. You know, we're STD free. You know what I mean? And stuff. So I knew it wasn't them. And see the, and I had gotten tested after them, so I was fine. So it had to be the, uh, it definitely was the voucher guy, which I learned something as an adult because I didn't know I could get it from just him going down on me, but okay. Um, but anyway, I, like I told him, I said, I was honest with you, I could, I didn't hide it from you. I didn't, I wasn't scandalous or dirty about it. I was 100 with you. And kept it 100. That didn't mean anything to him. 
he didn't give a fuck. He was like, and? Just because you told me something, I'm supposed to what? I don't know. Respect me more? That would be a, a, a start. Well, anywho, it wasn't. It didn't. And I lost him anyway. Whatever feelings he had for me, whatever love he had for me, ended the moment those words came out of my mouth. And we've been fighting ever since when we are in each other's life. So that was that. So uh, I moved to Virginia, which is closer to him. Not for him, trust me. I didn't even want to tell him where I was moving to or that I moved here, but where I was going to be living or, you know, anything like that. Um, Only because I just, I don't know. I just didn't want him to know. I just, I just wanted to, I wanted to move to be closer to my mom who had moved to, who was moving to Ohio with my sister. And I wanted to be closer to North Carolina. So when moments I wanted to dip, I could and I could go to where my best friend is. Because there's nobody who knows me like her, that girl. And she has no idea why I can't get over this guy. What hold he has over me. So, in any event, I moved. And I had accidentally texted him where I was... Because uh, I didn't text... Well, I thought I was texting someone else. Not a guy, uh, business. Because there were so many people I was trying to get in touch with over here in Virginia. Trying to, you know, get everything settled for my move. And set up for my move. And, you know, and stuff. And getting everything, you know, movers and everything together. So, all the numbers were like 703 or 571. So, I try to like sneak my, I can't have my phone out at work. So, I sneak on my Apple Watch to send taxes. So, I sent Fairfax. Um, responding to a question and it went to him. So when I moved here, you know, he was like, oh, well, if you need help, like he was trying to be sweet in the beginning, like, oh, if you need help moving, you know, I got you, you know, and stuff like I could, I could get somebody to help you and stuff because he wasn't, you know, he wasn't here. I mean, he, well, he was on vacation, but you know, I just told him I didn't want your help. I was nasty to him. I'm not going to lie. Like it, and it wasn't. It wasn't in part to just be nasty to him just because like, oh, well, I don't, I don't want to, I want to be nasty. It wasn't that. It was just, I know what I get with him and I know what I didn't want. And I knew if I was around him, I couldn't help but be around him after that. So, um, then I let him, then I let him in. I let him watch my son for a couple of days, which that of course turned into a screaming match um and then we had a play date no sex just fooling around and that was the first time I let anybody touch me in a long time I tried to have sex earlier this year that didn't work out in my favor and before that a year ago I tried to have sex again that didn't work out in my favor because all the guy wanted to do was smash my ass 
which I'm starting to wonder if he's semi-low-key gay. But, in any event, this was the first time I had been touched in a long time. And I still ain't had sex. (laughs) But it was still fun. And then him and I are back at each other's throat again. And the thing is, is, you know, I said something to him about, you know, maybe we could talk again or, you know, something like that. And he's like, why do you always want me? Like, you know, he was like, after that shit last year, I can't rock with you. Which shit last year? The chlamydia? Or the fact that you called me every name in the book. That you disrespected me full fold. I'm confused. Which one are we talking about? Because let's be fucking clear. I never set out to hurt this boy. I never did anything to hurt him when I when I go back to my recollection. So there's something that he's not telling me. Something that he felt when I told him. Something he was angry. Angry because I accused him. Angry because I could allow somebody to do this to me. I don't know. But then he was like in my mouth. Okay, fair enough. My, fa- my mouth could be lethal. But I'm like, but what about you? And here's the thing. This is what happens with someone who's narcissistic. They're so busy blaming you that they're not willing to look at themselves and go, you know what? You're right. I fucked up too. I'm a fucked up person too. But they won't do that. And that's, what, that's the problem with him. Me, I apologize. When me and him sat on the phone and talked couple nights ago it hurt me so bad that I couldn't stop crying for like two days because when someone tells me I've done something to wrong them it bothers me it bothers my heart and my soul because I don't set out to hurt people not people especially people I care about I don't like being ugly to people but I have to protect myself and my mouth does that for me But he still won't own up to his shit. For instance, yesterday. Yesterday was... Not yesterday, Saturday. I had reached out to him. Because I had been acting a little funny to him. You know, because he had said, like, you know, how's your day going? I kind of, like, at first was going to ignore him. And then, like, I was kind of being shady. You know, and stuff. Because I was just bothered by the conversation. Just, you know, and stuff. And then, like, you want to hit me good morning and all this and that. Like, come on, bro. You know what I'm saying? So... I had texted him, and I was like, hey. And he was like, what's up? And I was like, I, you know, I've been thinking about our conversation from the other night. And then I was like, you know, this is the the first time that um, I haven't heard from you. Like, no good morning, no how's your day going, like nothing. And his next thing was, what, you need a favor? I was like, what the fuck? No, why would you even ask me that? I was like, actually, wanted to invite you over for dinner. And I did. I I really and truly did want to invite him over for dinner. And I'll tell you why. I wanted to have a face-to-face conversation with him. I want to know. I want to know the reason why he almost hates me. My best friend's like, well, why does it matter? It matters. It matters to me. I let this fucker in. I let him around my son. My son asked me the other day. 
Mommy, this is when we had had dinner. Or was this last, this was last night when I was cooking dinner. He says, Mommy, your friend coming over? I said, who, Dante? Yeah, he coming over to have dinner with us? No, baby. He's like, oh, okay. Well, then, Mommy, why don't you just call the babysitter then? My son likes him. I don't know why, but he does. And I don't think he likes my son. There's so many things that are why, 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 whys that I'll never get answers to. And then he talks shit to me after that. But he won't up to, he won't own up to it. So I told him, like, you have a choice. You're in my life or not in my life. You're here or there. He never responded. So y'all give me feedback for the for once. And I know what all you're gonna say. I already know. Let it go. My question is how? I want to let it go. I want to let him go. I want to forget who he is. I want to see him one day and feel nothing. The way that he feels about me. So let me know. Leave some comments. I'm sorry this is so long. We have so much to talk about in the future. But we'll start here. In a couple days we'll go over my move and all that fun stuff. Always remember, love yourself. Be patient with yourself. Be caring with yourself. And don't be harsh to yourself. One love.